Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast. We're calling this season Own Your Happy as we dive into practical ways to make room for happy in our hearts and in our homes. The desire for happy is in the heart of every human, and the desire for our kids to be happy is most definitely in the heart of every single mom. Together this season, we're gonna embrace the responsibility to make room for happy in our lives. And we're gonna empower our kids to embrace the responsibility for their happy as well. We'll learn all about a fearless mindset, internal locus of control and resilience, what those words mean, why they're important for us to understand and how to equip our kids with all of them. We'll talk about laughter, of course, as well. It is our theme verse after all. Proverbs 31, 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. Today's episode is about owning your happy. We are making room for happy simply by making two tiny shifts, two tiny shifts that can make a huge difference in your heart and in your home, talking about presence and savoring. Hey guys, this is Julie Richard. I'm so glad that you joined us today. We've been talking about in this um, season, how to own your happy how we can embrace the responsibility, how we should embrace the responsibility to make room for happy in our hearts and in our homes. And we talked about how significant it is to say, you know what, this is the culture I want to have. This is the vision for our family. And I'm going to embrace the responsibility to do the work to create the culture I want in my heart and in my home. And we are talking about happiness. We want to have an overall feeling of happiness, an overall feeling of contentment. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Actually, You guys, these two simple shifts can make significant differences in the room for happy in your home. So let's pray and we'll go ahead and get started. God, I thank you so much for technology that connects us to one another today. I thank you for the gift of motherhood and the gift of your word and the gift of community. Right now, I ask that you settle our hearts and minds and open our eyes and ears so we can see and hear what you want us to learn today. God, we are living in an amazing time, a time, though, that is full of distractions. And so I ask right now that you help us focus. Help us focus and settle our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so at the beginning of this year, actually, it's probably the end of last year, I made a commitment for 2023. And it was a big one. Here it is. I determined I want to remember this year's Fearless Mom Conference. I know it sounds like a low bar. How could I not remember our big event of the year? Well, if I'm being totally honest, I do not remember the last two. I don't remember the 2022 conference or the 2021. 
And so I said, well, you know what? This year, I'm going to do everything in my power to experience this conference, to enjoy this conference so that I remember it. Last year, I believe, was, um, gosh, I don't even know what was going on last year. And the year before that, it was online, and it was a snowpocalypse. And I thought, you know what? This year is going to be different. I want to remember it. And I think what I realized, the reason I don't remember the other two, was because I was operating in overwhelm. And if you've been following Fearless Mom, you know that I have talked so much about overwhelm. I took a deep dive into overwhelm and how it impacts children and how it is impacting mothers. And I just mean the emotional overwhelm, feeling overcome, overtaken, or overpowered by thought or feeling. And actually, we addressed it in the last episode about how important a simple life is. Actually, there's a a cure for overwhelm. And it's simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. And it is literally simplifying your life as much as possible. Living life ASAP, as simple as possible. And we want to simplify three things in particular, your intake, your calendar, and your environment. And if you want more on that, you can look for that in our other episodes. Gosh, I'm telling y'all, I could do five years on that topic because I truly believe that we can change so much in our homes, that we can reverse so many of the negative trends if we determine, if we decide, if we resolve, I'm going to live life ASAP. But that is not the topic of today's session, so I'm going to stop. But I would encourage you to grab those other um, episodes and listen to them. We do agree that the simple life is the best life because most people are living in a state of overwhelm. I want to read from Luke 10. Jesus addressed so much with Mary and Martha, so much I believe about overwhelm. This is from Luke 10. I'm going to start in verse 38 and read through 42. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he had taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus was telling Martha to decrease the distractions to prioritize his presence. I'm going to say that again. He was encouraging Martha to decrease the distractions, ignore the distractions, eliminate the distractions, pretend the distractions aren't there, decrease the distractions in order to prioritize his presence. This is a great reminder to all of us to decrease distractions in order to prioritize his presence. Psalm 4610 says, Be still and know, believe in your heart and mind that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. We have to work 
to decrease distractions. We have to work to prioritize presence, prioritize presence with God, prioritize presence in all of our relationships. We know that in parenting, we say it all the time, presence over perfection. Presence is much more important than perfection. The good news is God does not command or call us to or expect perfection, but he is calling us up and calling us out to enjoy his presence and the presence of others, relationship with others. In every relationship, presence and creating connections, it is the key. Showing up, being attuned and aware, making people feel seen and heard. And we can only show up for those we love when we're at a good place, when we have practiced presence with God, when we have settled our hearts and minds. When we are filled enough that others can benefit from our overflow, prioritizing and practicing presence is key. Mac um, was in a series called Pros and Cons, Decision-Making for Geniuses. And he talked about the decisions, the number of decisions we make each day. And he began by saying, we make 227 decisions each and every day about food. That's right, 227 just about food. We actually, research shows that we make closer to 35,000 decisions, intentional decisions a day. And then he said that one study showed that the people said the most difficult decisions that they make are what to eat, what to wear, and what to watch. And if you think about it, that rings true. So here was my takeaway. All right, if I want to fully enjoy the conference, if I want to remember the conference, if I want to be fully present at the conference, then I've got to decrease distraction. And if I'm going to be making all these decisions every day, what decisions can I take off my plate? And so I made the decision, all right, I'm going to pick three shirts and three pair of jeans to wear for the next six weeks. Guys, I did it. And I said, I'm going to get rid of the decision what to eat for lunch every day. I had the same exact salad, pretty much the same exact salad for every day for that six weeks. And what to watch. We have like two shows we watch. That wasn't a really big decision for us. But then I started doing a meal plan. I would do two weeks and here and I would type it out and I would put it out on the counter Because I realize I'm triggered every time Mac says, hey, what's for dinner? Let me tell you something. Mac doesn't care what's for dinner. He is the lowest maintenance husband in the world when it comes to stuff like that. And so I just realized, oh, I see it as my responsibility. So when he would say, what's for dinner, if I hadn't thought about it yet, or if I didn't have a plan, I panicked. So I told him, number one, okay, I recognize this about myself. It triggers me when you ask me what's for dinner. So here is the next two weeks plan, and I'm going to print it and put it on the counter. So I'm going to ask you not to ask me again. It was amazing. I simplified what I was wearing. I simplified what we were eating. I made all of our decisions, you know, for the two weeks all at once. It changed my life. Now, listen, That may sound like a nightmare to you. My dream, your nightmare. Me not having to pick out clothes was amazing. You, that may be a nightmare. You don't have to simplify your life in that way. Just recognize, hey, I make a lot of decisions every day. What decisions can I get rid of? And remember, you're doing this in order to prioritize presence. I was prioritizing presence over daily decision-making, if that makes sense. I don't really care about what I wear. 
And so I could say, you know what? I'm going to take that off the table. I can prioritize presence when I don't have to think about what I'm wearing every day. I can prioritize presence when I don't have to think about what's for dinner every day. I did batch decision making. It was a game changer for me. I'm not kidding. Again, living life ASAP, as simple as possible. I've now started embracing the pause. When I catch myself saying, I have to blank, I have to go to the cleaners, I have to figure out something for dinner, I have to get my nails done, I have to get my hair cut, I have to, whatever it is, I pause and then ask, do I really have to? Before the conference, the day before, I was thinking, I have to get my nails done. Good grief. It's a big event. I have to go get a manicure. But then I realized my friends were in town and I chose to prioritize presence. That doesn't mean it would have been wrong had I decided to get my nails done. I knew for me, you know what? I would enjoy that more. And no one's going to notice my nails anyway. And I'm good if they do. I don't care. For me, that was an easy decision to make. And I had the best time with my friends the day before the conference. Prioritize presence. I'm telling you, every relationship you have, prioritizing presence with God, prioritizing presence with them. You will not drift this way. It is an intentional, deliberate decision. But like Daniel, Daniel had resolve and determination. You can have resolve and determination too. Practice presence, but you will only practice presence if you make it a priority. But it will change every relationship you have. Guys, this year's conference was amazing. Our best one yet. And if you missed it, well, first know that we missed you, but we've got you covered. On Demand is now live and giving online options for moms wherever you are. The On Demand ticket provides lifetime access to all the conference content, the main sessions, as well as the breakout videos. All of it is packed with laughter, encouragement, and practical parenting tools for moms of all ages and life stages. And if you want to host a group of moms in your location, we can help you with that too. The Post Host Experience provides downloadable resources for attendees as well as digital promotional materials. Check out fearlessmom.com and click on the conference tab at the top for more information on how you can get started today. That's fearlessmom.com. Guys, remember, use the discount code PODCAST to save 10 bucks. Now let's get back into today's episode. Making room for happy in your heart and in your home takes intentionality, deliberate decisions. And one thing that I believe can change every relationship, which increases happiness in your life, we all know the research shows that putting relationships at the forefront of your life, recognizing and putting emphasis on them will increase your happiness. So prioritizing presence is key. Practicing presence. And you will only practice presence if you determine that is a priority for me. So prioritize presence. Your other key to making room for happy in your heart and your home is savoring the small stuff savoring the small stuff. One of the keys to happiness is being fully present for sure and making meaningful connections. Another key to living a happy life is 
practicing pause to stop and savor the small things. To savor means to enjoy completely, to notice and to appreciate, which requires being fully present. Think about savoring a food. If someone says, here, taste this, then you're going to let it sit in your mouth a little longer. You're going to think about what you're eating. You're being mindful about how it tastes. Is it salty? Is it sweet? Is it spicy? Is it sour? You're going to be intentional to linger on that taste. Well, we're going to take that term. Actually, we're not going to. Psychology already uses that term in this way. We're going to take that meaning and apply it to things that happen in our lives. We want to learn to savor the small things, being present and mindful, fully aware of the present and fully aware of your thoughts and feelings and sensations and paying extra attention to the positive thoughts and feelings, deliberately directing your attention to a pleasant experience. This helps develop that attitude of gratitude. Being mindful and intentional, choosing to see and savor the small things improves your mood, your enjoyment, and your fulfillment. If you know what mindfulness is, and that is being intentional of and being aware of your thoughts, your feelings, your sensations, Mindfulness, though, is taken to the next level when we're savoring. Savoring notices the positive and chooses to linger, appreciate, and prolong those positive feelings. Choosing to see and savor the small things, or one small thing just twice a day, can increase your happiness and fulfillment. You have to be present to savor. You have to have simplified your life enough so that you can pause to be present, so that you can stop and savor. I feel like I need to say we're not ignoring the unfun feelings. We acknowledge the sadness, the disappointment, the loss, the hurt. Again, the happiest homes are those homes in which any feeling is okay to feel and how you express it matters. We welcome in unfun feelings, but we also train our brains to notice, to recognize a positive sensation, a positive thought, a positive feeling, and then we choose to linger on it. We choose to appreciate that. We prioritize presence, we notice the positive, and we choose to appreciate this positive and let it sit. These are habits that you can develop. These are habits that you can say out loud and talk about. Guys, you know what? I'm going to let that laundry stay in there because I'm going to prioritize presence. We're just going to sit here together talk about it in front of your children so that they can recognize the joy that is that comes from practicing presence and then teach them to savor the small things. Kids can learn these habits too. Modeling it for them and talking about it while you're doing it, it teaches them to do it. You can challenge them in the morning to look for something to savor and then be ready to share with it at dinner. These are great life skills to weave into your family's DNA that add happy, that make room for happy in our hearts and in our homes. The thing about savoring, you can savor from the past, the present, or the future. Okay, listen, you can savor a memory from the past. So for instance, if I say right now, think about one of the happiest times in your life. 
you can close your eyes and go back to that moment, go back to that experience. Think about where you were, who you were with, what it sounded like, what it smelled like, what it felt like, what it tasted like, whatever it is, and linger on it. That is stopping to savor. You can savor memories. What a fun thing to do as a family to recall an event, a vacation, an experience that your family had. You can savor together a pleasant memory. You can also savor the present. If you're driving in the car, sometimes I would look out the window and when you're driving in the hills of Austin, particularly in the spring when everything is green, and I would say, gosh, guys, I can't believe we get to live here. I cannot believe it. Look around. Isn't this gorgeous? And I would stop to savor. And I was trying to teach them to savor, to enjoy it, to appreciate where we get to live. Sometimes we were always rushing. Again, you are only going to be able to stop and savor if you have simplified your life enough where you recognize the presence, where you're practicing being fully present. And then you can also savor, so you can savor the past, a memory, you can savor the present, an experience you're experiencing right now, or you can savor in anticipation of something. So maybe you are planning a trip. Maybe you're getting ready to have a baby. Maybe you're getting ready to see family. Maybe you are getting ready to go to a movie. Whatever it is, if there's something in the future that you can discuss, hey, what are you most excited about when we see our grandparents? What are you most excited about when we take our vacation? Or maybe you're excited that, hey, we're all going to be together this weekend. We have nothing on the calendar today. It's a Saturday or this weekend. We have nothing on the calendar. What are we going to do? Let's talk about it. Let's anticipate it. And you can spend time savoring in anticipation. Lots of ways to savor. The past, the present, the future. A memory, a current happening or experience, or anticipation of a future experience. But training your brain, and again, savoring is taking mindfulness to the next level. So you must have simplified your life in such a way that you have the bandwidth, that you have the time, that your mind can practice presence and stop and savor the small things. Two little things that make a huge difference and two little things that make a big difference that you can do as a family. And as a family, work to make room for happy in your hearts and in your home. I don't think for one second that moms are always going to be happy that kids are always going to be happy. Your home is not always going to be overflowing with happiness. But if we're fully present and if we're savoring the small things, then we do create that culture of happiness. We are much more likely to have that overall feeling of happiness, that overall feeling of contentment and pleasure. I want to read from Psalm 126 verses 1 through 3. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Yes, the Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. 
Now, this passage from Psalm 126 is about the nation of Israel and its surrounding nations. But what if we looked at it as parents and our kids as the surrounding nations? Now, if I read it again with that in mind, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed, meaning us as parents. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nation. Then it was said among our children. The Lord has done great things for them. And then we look back at our children and say, yes, the Lord has done great things for us. And because of that, we are filled with joy. So if you're feeling overwhelmed today, if you are listening to this and you think, you know what, I don't have space for this. One of the symptoms of overwhelm, you know you need to simplify your life, but you can't figure out how. You don't see anything you can give up. Everything seems urgent, and everything seems like it's dependent on you and you alone. I want to remind you, number one, you're not alone. God is with you and for you. He has you in the palm of His hand. And you're not alone. We are a community of moms rallying around you, cheering you on. If you're feeling overwhelmed, everything you need to get done is urgent. There's no way to simplify your life. You know you need to, but you can't do it. I would encourage you to reach out to a friend. Reach out to us via Instagram. Somehow reach out to us, maybe via email, so that we can say, you know what? We've been there. We understand. But let's look and let's figure out one tiny way you can simplify. This is what I want to challenge you to do today. What is one thing you can do to make room for happy in your life? One thing you can do to make room for happy in your life. Just something simple. How can you prioritize presence? How can you savor the small stuff? What about a phone call with a friend? Maybe you can drink your coffee out of a fun teacup. You've heard me say before, maybe on your way out the door, you can go ahead and put your pajamas out. Just anticipating getting in my pajamas. I'm not going to lie. That makes me happy. Maybe it's a bubble bath. Pick one tiny thing you can do to make room for happy. Start there and then do it. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much that you are always present. That when we do take the time, make the time to be present with you, you are there. You are constant. Remind us, God, of your presence and your desire for our presence with you. We're going to lean in and lean on you. We're going to prioritize presence with you so that we can practice presence with our families and bring to mind the small things, the gifts, the blessings, the positive experiences, the positive feelings, so we can savor them. You are so good, and we are grateful that you have us and our children in the palm of your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fearless Mom Podcast. Through every conversation, every practical tool, and every moment we can point a mom to hope, we are so honored and grateful to share it with you. 
And if you're loving these conversations, let your friends know. Tell them about the Fearless Mom podcast. It's the best way for moms to find out about our show. Also, we'd love it if you'd share a review or maybe leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on Instagram at fearless underscore mom to stay up to date on all things Fearless Mom on all news and all events. We'll see you next time. And remember, mom, you're not alone. We're all in this together.